Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 15th of November. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day of business, markets, and startups. I'm Nadine Blaney, here with David Scott. Scotty, how's your day? It's been great. Is that 45 days of Christmas? Yeah, something like that, honestly. It's like five weeks till Christmas or something like that. Better get shopping. It's pretty crazy. And no, especially considering those supply side constraints that we are always talking about. I'm going to just put pause on that conversation for now. Run people through where the market finished in case you are unaware. Really good start to the week, uh, really. Got to say with the ASX finishing up by 0.36%, gains pretty broad-based, scuddy. Got to talk about Misoblast. It was up by close to 12% by the end of the day after it was featured at an American Heart Association conference. I'm glad that it, it, you have to, a, a company that makes a heart medication, although it's trying to go and make drugs a heart medication, you need it literally to be a shareholder sometime with that company, just looking at some of the daily swings, but big win today. Yeah, big win today in SciTech Pivot. At one point, shares were up close to 18%, ended the day up a more modest uh, 4% or just below that. But, yeah, there were some good stories out there today. On the flip side, we saw Unity Group lagging. No news there. Platinum Asset Management down 2%. Shareholders pressured the company to actually withdraw plans for a CEO equity uh, improvement that uh, took place about eight months. Anyways, shareholders voted down Resolution 5 or pressured the company to take that down. But we won't get into all of that. Let's stick with the good. And, uh, yeah, pretty incredible considering we're still talking about inflation every second minute. Yeah. Uh, Grant, uh, Grant was from Exante Data. Uh, we had a good chat with him about what the uh, the mix between central banks, what's going on with inflation, the political pressure being placed on central bankers by uh, know what's going on and the community angst and bash clash. And uh, he was definitive that uh, no, at some point it's going to matter for markets. He doesn't know when it's going to be. But uh, right now, everything seems pretty calm. Real yields in the States are very, very low right near those record low levels. But you do wonder, at some point, it's got to go and come home to roost. You can't just go and completely batted away saying it doesn't matter if it starts to impact earnings in particular and demand which are of the risk it'll do surely that will have some ramifications a risk it will impact demand there are a lot of cashed up people around and that includes americans but there's also a lot of americans that you know that did do live paycheck to paycheck and that um gas prices you know petrol prices do matter a lot mm. And uh, rising energy costs do matter a lot. And food as well, something um, that, you know, we don't talk a lot about here in Australia, but uh, Elders CEO was on today. And if you'd like to listen to that interview, it's available online. Um, you know, but, but prices, they, they don't see any sort of big relief coming in terms of, of meat prices, for example, anytime soon. Yeah. And look at what's going on with fertilizer prices. And then you go and overlay that against a, like a food chart about, you know, a global basket of food, uh, food uh, no stuffs. And it follows where the fertilizer price goes nine times out of ten so it does suggest there's upside risks out there 
And uh, you do wonder about the inflation story. It, uh, it seems to be anything but transitory at this point. And then you're throwing what's going on with comes to labor market data, suggesting there's a big churn going on. People are quitting their jobs to go to other jobs, which are presumably higher paying. That all feeds into that narrative well. So it's going to be interesting 2022. It will. Now, Elders was the stock of the day. We may as well get there first. Let's listen in to what Koshy's guests had to say. Francesco Destratus from Ordmanet and Michael Gable from Fairmont Equities on ELD. The, the share price has pretty much gone sideways for the last 12 months. Um, you know, if they can deliver another, you know, even 10% growth next year on top of the 22% this year, um, I think it's trading relatively, um, well, it's presenting good value, trading around 12 times at the moment. And probably, you know, if it delivers 10%, you're looking at 10 to 11 times. So it doesn't look too bad. Uh, they're, they're only paying out um, about 50% or 42% of their uh, earnings, which is fine, which means they're reinvesting in the business. But that delivers a 3.5% fully frank dividend, you know, which to me, I think is attractive. These stocks are very cyclical and risky, but that risk goes both ways, of course. So you don't want to be holding elders when you have the drought and everything is going against you. But when you know, you're in the sweet spot in terms of weather and, and livestock prices, etc., then that's the time to, to be there. And that's what we're seeing now with this with this business. So, you know, their sales are up, earnings are up. Sure, their costs were up, but, you know, it looks like the result was a bit better than what um, everyone was expecting. And, yeah. and, then, and then it can have a bit of a run. So I'd be happy to hold it here. And, and if it does clear that hurdle, then I'd be happy to add to it. So that is Elders. If you'd like to listen to their reasoning in full, you can listen to the potty, the call potty, or uh, you can watch the program via our website or our app. Just to round out that inflation conversation, because I don't think we need to go over the mm-hmm. ground again, Scotty. Um, we spoke with Jonathan Armitage from MLC today. He was early, you know, early on ringing the bell in terms of the prospect of rising inflation. And you can access his interview via the show notes. So he kind of says where he sees things going next very good i'm looking forward to that okay so uh what else happened today we had that china data out look i haven't gone into it in a lot of detail i'm not going to lie but it appears to me that it it was better than had been expected i mean it clearly didn't dampen uh the region today but um i suppose it's a property sector that we're still watching with with much interest yeah well the steel production was the uh weakest on a, a daily uh output uh, average daily output i should say in about three years on a three month annualized basis the other uh, drop that we've seen is the steepest uh since the 1990s that's according to robert rennie over at westpac who follows it very closely as well speaks to volumes to me about what's going on in that property sector in china uh, the biggest consumer of steel globally out of any single place. So China, of course, is the biggest consumer of steel, and that is the biggest sector within China. Uh, just speaks to me that uh, there's lots of issues in that property sector. And when you go and look about what next year looks like and this potential crackdown we're seeing when it comes to very indebted uh, no, investors and, uh, and, and property developers out there, what is the implications when it comes to demand for iron ore and coke and coal and coke what and did happen in iron ore markets today they were down uh they're down quite a lot uh about three percent when i last looked so they're down near those uh, those multi-year lows that we hit uh earlier this month but so there's no real sign of a rebound and there's lots of optimism about potentially there might be something in place but certainly that industrial side of the equation whilst actual industrial out- output when it increased over mm-hmm. the month that reflects more so a bit of easing in those energy 
uh, restrictions and shortages uh, that were taking place. But certainly uh, from a property construction and from a steel uh, demand perspective, uh, still very, very tepid numbers. And uh, I'm not buying for a second that we're going to see a rebound just because the Olympic Games are over come uh, March next year. Yeah, I believe you've written a bit of a view on that one. Also worthwhile mentioning that the average price for new properties in the 70 largest Chinese cities fell for the second month in October. We had a chat with Chris Weston to start the session, and that was one of the metrics that he was watching. Uh, So there you go. There's a bit of an update coming on China. Look, there wasn't any big economic data here in Australia today. We are watching for Phil Lowe's comments on inflation tomorrow. That will be a big one. Minutes as well released by the RBA tomorrow. But really, we're, we're waiting for that wage price index here locally this week. Yeah, that's going to be the big one because that's what the RBA is waiting for as well. I just think that maybe like I'd love to see wage pressures, and I have no doubt that wage pressures are building out there. But just the way that the wage price index is constructed, uh, it might not go and capture what we're seeing when it comes to new hires and everything else. It's the actual hourly rate uh, for jobs that are out there. So it doesn't capture sometimes like, the amount of hours worked, and it's only the compositional changes within the workforce. So... Yeah, we'll see. I hope it's hot because I want to go and see some real wage growth for the first time in a long time. <laughs> first time in decade more. Now we, we did have some. We did have some around the GSC, either side of the GSC, but that was uh, few and far yeah, between. Yeah. Um, the Empire State Manufacturing Index is released tonight. We get some data in China. Uh, China, excuse me, Canada. Not that anybody's going to be writing home about that one. Not that I'm offended. Um, tomorrow, <laughs> we get Junbei Lu from Tribeca Investment Partners joining us at 9 a.m. Looking forward to hearing what she has to say. Stephen Everett will be chatting with him at, from Thesson Asset Management just after the 10 a.m. mark. And the long list of very worthy guests continues throughout the day. Um, what do you say? Call it a wrap? Stumps it is. We'll go and resume for day two tomorrow. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.